Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 9. If you count all of them for some strange reason, it's 248 episodes. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we have survived Week 1. Hallelujah. Did we, though? Not really. Not, Did, not uh, really. This, no. This no. was a terrible <laughs> Week 1 for us. Like... I, I, one of the, one of the downsides of, um, one of the downsides of recording on Wednesday is that you sit here and you're like, I really like Justin Fields for DFS and I'm probably going to take shares of Cole Komet. And then there's a monsoon. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so we all, I know I had, I had ditched Justin Fields on almost all of my lineups by Sunday morning. So there's people out there who are like, these sons of a bitches, they said I should use Justin Fields. If you listen to a Sunday morning, please remember we record on Wednesdays. Yes. Just, just is, remember. This is Wednesday, September 14th. <laughs> we should be your first look, not your last look when you do your lineups, guys. <laughs> we, that's the reason we record early is because we get out ahead, we give you a preview, but you always got to check up on stuff. I didn't know there was going to be a fucking monsoon. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna rain, but I did not realize the field was gonna be flooded. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, and and we'll get into that other stuff around. But yeah, I had a miserable week one from a DFS perspective. So we're gonna look to str- bounce back strong here in week two. But I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Before we get into that, Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I have a can brought back to me by the source. Uh, from Cape May Brewing. This is Cape oh, May yeah. White. That is their Belgian uh, style ale with coriander and orange peel. I have not had this one yet. Just gonna open it now. That, there's a can of that still sitting in my fridge because that is reserved for my my darling wife. So we will we'll see what you think of that. I am drinking Gatorade Zero today, and the reason being is I always feel like I need to justify when I'm not drinking on this podcast. <laughs> you goddamn <but> better. <laughs> Sunday, I sat at our contributor Sean's house. He did. Um, and I drank. He did. And I got to tell you, I don't know what I did differently, but I didn't feel like, I mean, I, 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 I know I mumbled a little bit like early on in the day of the first two beers hit me hard. But then after that, yeah, I didn't even notice. And so I looked down at around 536 o'clock. And there were six empty bottles around me. <laughs> and that's when I looked up and realized I'd also had two shots of bourbon. You did. And and you had a shot of that cookies and cream liqueur. Oh, that stuff was terrible. Yeah, I know. That's why you that stuff was terrible. So in a, in a very <laughs> realistic fashion, I had a total of nine alcoholic beverages over the course of the day Sunday. So you did. my poor freaking liver is getting the entire week off. <laughs> I am not touching alcohol again until this Sunday, and I will do so much more. And th- that's the, the weird thing is because, yeah, I, I remember when you you and, and our friend Tom first got there, I made a couple of stupid slips of the tongue, and they were like, how many has he had? He's like, he's only on a second. But as the day went on, yeah, I had a few beers, but I never got sloppy drunk or no, felt you, like you I weren't. was. You weren't. And that's the thing. But when you when you don't, when you're sitting there and you're just enjoying the games and you're having a good time and you're talking to people, all of a sudden, the bottles start piling up, and you don't even notice. And that that's dangerous. True. you got to be on top true. of your shit. And I was not on top of my shit on Sunday. <laughs> so as as recompense for that, I am being exceptionally cautious. So I'm drinking Gatorade Zero tonight. And the reminder is, folks, you got to jo- drink responsibly. 
True. Just because you don't feel drunk doesn't mean you're not getting drunk. That's so be true. careful. It's <laughs> very true. And that was, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I, I walk through the door anytime I go out on Sundays. My wife is always like, she always eyes me carefully when I walk in the door. And I walked in the door and I must have been fine because she said something to me like, did you drink today? And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, huh, okay. So, I mean, I know I wasn't like, you know, the lampshade on my head kind of crazy, but when I sat back and just thought about the amount of alcohol I drank over the course of that day, I was like, okay, my poor liver is getting a break. <laughs> so good plan. And good we have, plan. and we have a booze cruise this Sunday. That's true. It's Sunday morning, 10 a.m. It's, it's in the morning. <laughs> it's in the morning. I'm going to get done with that. Come home and put on the game. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach for a goddamn beer. <laughs> true. That is true. You are. Oh my God. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. All right. Burning hot takes. I burned too much time complaining about how I, I need to be more careful. Would you like to give or receive? We're limiting to one today because we're gonna we're gonna introduce a, a new mini segment today. So would you like to start um, or would you like to finish? I will. I'll start. I'll start. What do you got? Um, this has to do with America's favorite team. And and the Chargers? No, 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 no. This is this is Jerry Jones's America's favorite team presented by Jerry Jones. Oh. Um. Is it time that the Cowboys move on from Dak? I know they gave him that contract, and he has a history of injuries now to his lower extremities. Well, now, you know, and now is I think it's his hand now. But um, is it really time for Dallas just to just to move on at this point? That's a really interesting question. I He is such a good talent, but it just hasn't materialized. Because of injuries, it hasn't. It hasn't not. It hasn't failed to materialize because of him, or because of anything he's doing. It's failed to materialize because of injuries. There was. Let's let's go back in time, like what six or seven years. You could have asked me the exact same question and inserted the name Tony Romo. That's true. Because Romo true. had a couple of injuries, and of course he had his playoff jinx. And there was all true. this talk about, is he ever going to get there? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think he deserves an opportunity to come back from this and to really kind of still save their season. I mean, first off, Dr. Jerry Jones says he's only going to be out four weeks. Which is kind of crazy because the real doctor said eight weeks. <laughs> right. And I and somebody on sports on Sports Talk Radio said today, whenever Jerry Jones says somebody's expected to be back on or is going to play that week, I instantly bench them. I think it was Jeff, Rack Jeff Ratcliffe who said on Sports Radio today. He's like, if he says we expect Zeke to play, I put Zeke on my bench. <laughs> it's like, it's 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 a given now. Dr. Jerry Jones has never been right about his player's ability to play. So, but let's imagine he's so let's imagine he's out six weeks. When is the Cowboys off week? I don't even know off the top of my head. Um, it's not in the first six weeks, though. So he's gonna yeah. miss like five full games. So let's imagine they go two and four to start the season right mm -hmm. and then he comes back it's entirely possible i'm not suggesting it but it's possible that they go on this wild run win nine out of ten and all of a sudden they're 11 and five in the worst division in football it's possible so i i think he has the rest of this year but yeah after the, if they don't get it done this year it's uh, it's time to start making plans for the future what do you think i uh, i th i think you're right they have to because again, no one is bigger than the team or the logo, but I really think at at this point in the back of Jerry Jones's mind, knowing how Jerry Jones 
is. <laughs> um, they definitely have to be thinking about like possible, you know, draft, you know, who to pick up or pick up or draft in the mm-hmm. next year or two. Um, but I don't know. I just, it's like, it's even like last year when they went to the playoffs and they just fucked it up. <laughs> like there's no, yeah. other, there's no other word for it. Like no one made them lose that game other than them. So, yeah. So I just, I don't know. Uh, their bye week is week nine. Okay. So, so that's, um, early November or beginning of November. Right. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, all right. So I'm, so my burning hot take for you, mm-hmm. DraftKings, which is not sponsoring us, but should along, along with two roads, hashtag sponsor us. DraftKings new thing is a automatic win on your bet. Interesting. If the, if the team you pick on a money line ever leads by seven or more points. Hmm. And they pick one game, and it's usually the Thursday night game, and this week, Thursday, is Chargers at Chiefs. Ooh. The Chargers money line is plus 165. Really? Hmm. So I'm going to push in the buttons right now. A $10 bet would yield 26.50, and the Chargers don't have to win. They just have to lead by seven at some point in the game. At any point in the game, they have to lead by seven. Now, we know Andrew Reid likes to defer to the second half. He does. So there is a – and we also know that teams like to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. So the odds that the Chargers start with the ball is reasonable – is probably – it's well, it's at least 50-50, and I think it's probably closer to 65 to 70%. My question for you, is it worth a $10 bet to think the Chargers might get a touchdown on their opening drive and then get squashed. Because I think mm. they're going to get squashed. I don't see them winning this game. Um, I don't see them winning, but you're right. I think at some point they might have the lead because it's going by the, their history. This is probably going to be a shootout type game, even with Keenan Allen out. Um, uh, I think I'm pushing the button on so this. I would, t- I would take that. I would take I'm that. I'm doing it. I just put $10 on the Chargers to not necessarily win, but to lead by seven at some point in the game. I can't believe I just <laughs> bet against the goddamn Chiefs. I'm worse than Pete Rose. Oh, sad. Okay. All right, moving on. So the reason why we're limiting burning hot takes is because I proposed a new segment to Craig today, and he said, let's give it a shot. And it's based off an idea that the cinch had. Um, we love when our contributors come up with ideas. We just can't always implement them. This one I thought we could really implement really quickly. And we're going to call this the good, the bad, and the ugly and see how it goes. I want you, Craig, to tell me one good thing you saw this weekend. It can be a team. It could be a player. It could be a DFS or um, fantasy pick. It could be reality stats for a player. But something good you saw, something bad you saw, and something that was downright ugly like come on man level ugly and we'll go back and forth let's start with the good tell me something good you saw this weekend uh the good that i saw is i think really i think one of the stars of the week would be uh would be justin jefferson you know he had 184 yards i think he had had two or three touchdowns Um, i I honestly didn't even see i I, he had had the the first two touchdowns of the game kirk cousins is still a quarterback um, but it looks oh, like they got him the ball. They got him the ball, and it, it just, you know it looks like Justin Jefferson in this 
with the new coaching, uh, you know, this may really work out for him this year. Not that it didn't last year, but, you know, there was some tension between the quarterback and the coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. For me, the good was the Chiefs offense. All year long, all I heard was, well, I don't know how they're going to do without uh, without Tyreek Hill. I mean, this is going to really affect – they absolutely dominated the Cardinals. The, Mahomes threw five touchdowns. So, yeah, the Chief fan is like, yes, this is absolutely what I wanted to see. So uh, so that was that was my, my good for the, the week. What was your bad for the week? Uh, bad for the week. Let me, I think bad. Hmm. I think it would be a team thing, but, um, really, I don't know. And this is, this is kind of two teams. Cause I was kind of disappointed by both, but I don't know what to make of what I saw from the Broncos and the Colts. Okay. Like, I was expecting a lot more from both of them. Um, and the Broncos, I mean, I don't know if you watched that game, but the end of that game, they had three timeouts left with under a minute, and they just wasted time. Like, Jesus. Taking their time of calls, like walking up to the line. And if you watch the uh, the cast that the, the Manning brothers do, mm-hmm. like Peyton Manning is having a complete meltdown fit, yelling at the screen for him to call a timeout because they had three left. We should do that. I mean, why aren't we doing that like <laughs> once in a it. while? Sure. I'm. I'm. I, yeah. I don't know. We got to think. But yes, that that I I can't I can't disagree with that. I think those were both those were both teams that we thought was underwhelming. The bad for me was the entire absence of a Chicago Bear offensive unit. Sad. I understand that it was raining. I understand the field was crap. It Thanks. was so bad. That on John Hansen's fantasy football morning on Monday, he sets up a phone. They had set up a phone line at SiriusXM, and you can leave a voicemail for John Hansen. And the okay. funniest ones get read the next day. And usually there's stuff about how great a pick was that he made or how terrible a pick was. Um, sometimes guys from the ACI call in. Uh, there's a guy in the ACI this year who goes by the nick uh, whose whose screen name is Fantasy Arnold. He called in and did a Schwarzenegger impersonation, (laughs) things like that. But one guy calls in and goes, hi, my name is Mr. Komet. Um, I'm trying to find my son, Cole. He was supposed (laughs) to show up for a football game today, and I haven't (laughs) seen him at all. Um, I thought I'd call you before I called the authorities because you were talking a lot about looking forward to seeing him and thought maybe you had seen him. Can you give me a call back? Thanks. And hangs up. And I thought that's absolute genius because I sat here and I parroted that I thought Cole Komet was going to do well. Again, I didn't think there was going to be a monsoon. But even still, I didn't take Cole Komet out of all my lineups. I still left him in in a lot of places, and it killed me. In all the spots, the only season-long games I lost were leagues where I had Cole Komet. That's oh, it. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's it. So I, I, won my, I did, however, win my ACI alumni game. And I will brag right now about it because you know who I beat? Who'd you beat? I beat Tim Reardon, who is the producer for Fantasy Football Mornings and has been the producer there for like seven seasons. Oh, really? <laughs> I beat I beat the nice. guy who literally spends all day talking fantasy football on that network, and I beat the producer. And, and yeah. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm very, 
I'm very – and it wasn't close. It was like 146 to 85. It was not oh my close. Oh, God. Who did he have in his yeah, lineup? It was, <laughs> it was a shellacking. It was a shellacking. I can pull it up. Where the hell's my phone? No, I don't know where my phone is. My all phone's right, over well, the other side of the room. Okay, anyway. But anyway, so – all right. So that was – the, the Chicago Bear offense. It's wet. You're going to have to run. Well, guess what? David Montgomery was non-present. Yeah, what's, I, he was not there. I was very upset. I was yelling at Sean for that. There, there was literally no signs of offense – Weather is got you have to be able to mitigate weather somehow. You can't right. throw in every situation, you can't run in every situation, but you got to have weather mitigation techniques and the Bears look like unless it's sunny and 70, they are not going to be able to play football. And that's concerning. What was your ugly this week, Craig? What did you see that was just like, "Oh, oh, uh, okay." God. Well, it, honestly, for multiple teams, it was the kicking. This week hmm. was the absolute worst kicking I've seen since la- like watching the game last season of the Packers versus the Bengals, where like there were like four field goals missed. Okay, like the Bengals missed a PAT. Well, the PAT was blocked, but like how often does that happen? Not often. A missed field goal by them. A missed field goal by the the Steelers. Uh, who else had a missed field goal? Wasn't it, um, was it the Colts and like someone else? Maybe the Texans? Like there were just multiple game winning field goals that were missed and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And we watched, we watched the end of that Bengals game. We did. And we that did. was so <laughs> difficult to watch just because the Bengals didn't lose because they're bad. The Bengals lost because they underestimated the freaking Steelers. Now, you're talking to two guys who spent the entire offseason <laughs> here telling you how bad the Steelers were. I got breaking news for you. The Steelers are still really bad. Joe yeah. Burrow turned the ball over five times, and that game went to overtime. I yes. defy you to find any other team in the league that could cause Joe Burrow to turn the ball over five times and have to go to overtime. Even the Bears. <laughs> Would have been in that game. Well, that's maybe that may be a stretch, but ninety percent of the teams in the league would have been in that game. That was just oh, I was just like how. And when I stopped and I thought about it, I'm like, Steelers didn't so much win that game as yeah. as the Bengals just failed to seal it down. So yeah, exactly. For me, the ugly was the revenge game narratives. <laughs> Baker versus the Browns. Nobody fucking cared. I don't even think Baker cared. Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. And by the way, Seattle, listen, that was a dick move booing him as he came out of the tunnel. Dick move. You owe him way more than that. You have exactly one Super Bowl trophy. One. And you have it because of that man. So... The fact that he got a mixed reaction and I could hear active boos as he took the field... Bad form, Seattle. Bad form. I expect that out of Jets fans. And oh, Cowboys no, fans who booed Dak. And Cowboys fans, yeah. <laughs> ran off uh, injured. I, I've, I told this story before, but I can actively recall being at a it – was, it was Eli Manning's first home win. That's how long ago we go back on this. It was a Sunday night game against the Cowboys, and Keyshawn Johnson was still there. And he got injured in the first quarter. And as he ran off holding his arm, because I think he'd fractured a bone in his hand or something, the Giants fans cheered. 
that he was injured and leaving the game. And all I could do is sit there and think to myself, what a miserable group of assholes you all are. That you're cheering this guy has to leave because he's injured. I couldn't stand him either. But you were actively happy that he was hurt. And then I see Dallas basically blame Dak for getting hurt. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Do better. Do better. Yeah. All right, so that's our good, right. our bad, and our ugly. Yep. You know what it's time for? It's time for. Because we've got to move on. I'm not, I'm not keeping us for two hours like I did last week. <laughs> it is time for America's Favorite Game. For those of you who don't know, this is where I look at the lines for the week, and I ask Craig to identify the games that are at least an over-under of 50 points or more. Why? Because there's a strong correlation between over-under and fantasy points. Who knew? Scoring points. Wait, what? What happened? Uh-oh. Wow, DraftKings just gave me an inactivity reminder. Like, um, you've been online for 25 minutes. Seriously? <laughs> you guys are that anal? Oh, yeah, they reminded, like, hey, are you still playing? You've been on this for an hour. <clears throat> I haven't played anything. I put $10 on the Chargers to lead by seven. F- forgive me, Len Dawson. Okay. <laughs> this week, there are no games under 40, so you only have to do half the job. Okay. And there's only three games that are 50 plus. Okay. We're using the DraftKings lines. Craig clean swept the board last week. Did not miss a single one. Let's see if he can keep it up. Craig, week two, give me one of the three games that's 50 plus. Okay, let me look at the schedule here. All right, so just by default, as it's been for the last few seasons, I'm just going to go with the Chiefs game. So Chargers at Chiefs. <laughs> 54, the highest of the week. Perfect. I I won't touch that line, but if I was going to touch that line, I would take the over. Because I think Craig is right. Even with Keenan Allen gone, that's going to be a shootout. That's going to be a shootout. These two teams know each other extremely well. They get fired up to play against each other. Even without the self-proclaimed best wide receiver in AFC West active, <laughs> I think that's going to be a hell of a game. So point one for Craig. Chiefs Chargers is a game we will target. What do you got? And some of these games kind of suck. <laughs> that's why i said i said off the air it's like this is gonna be easy like i'm gonna take one off the table that i know you would never guess patriots at steelers is an over under of 40 really over under of 40 it's mac jones versus mitch trubisky and mac jones is hurt y- yes who's the backup there i don't even know i don't know i don't even think cinch knows <laughs> and the spread's only two points <laughs> yeah. the patriots starting quarterback is hurt the Steelers are playing, are, are starting a guy that the Bears didn't want. And it's a two-point spread. Oh, yep. my God. That game's going to be unwatchable. Unwatchable. So, it I is. mean, we have a lot of stuff like that. I look at a lot of these games. I'm like, yeah, no, he's never going to guess that. No, he's never going to um, guess that. Let's go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. All right, let's go Titans-Bills. Titans-Bills. Where are you? You're wrong. Your first wrong of the year. Oh. Titans Bills is 47 and a half. Really? 47 and a half. The Titans didn't look good. Do you know what the spread is on that game? I do not. It's 10. The the Bills are giving 10. Do you take that bet? (laughs) Do I take the Titans plus 10? Yeah. No! (laughs) I might take the Bills minus 10. There's no way I would touch that plus 10 minus. No way would I touch that. No way. There's a couple games this week that are, are, 
are double digit spreads and i'm just looking at them and i'm like there's yeah there's no way i would touch any of these games all right so you got strike one sad what else you got um, for me bears packers absolutely um that's another one with a 10 point spread just uh, because of let's go with the team that i mentioned with um justin jefferson's team let's go with the vikings and eagles the Vikings-Eagles game is a 50 and a half. Ooh. So, yes, that is a correct answer. A 50 and a half, and I'm looking for... Uh, that's a Monday night game, too. And the spread of that is only two. Really? Vikings plus two. Huh. Now, there's a game I might touch, because I think the Vikings could win that outright. Uh, I think so. I think so. Jalen Hurt might have a... Uh... Hurts uh, might have a good game, but yeah. Oh, I hope he does. I've got him in like three leagues this year. <laughs> I, I I bought into the hype, and he did not disappoint in week one. So yeah, I would definitely hope so. So Craig, officially on the season, you're five of six. Not bad. You got all three <laughs> last week. Now you got this. That let's 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 keep it going. Finish Rams. us off. Rams Falcons. That definitely used to be a lock for over fifty, but it's the Rams. But the Rams look pretty shitty comparatively. Oh, um, I just looked really quickly while you were thinking to see if yeah. I could bet on my, my uh, alma mater, UConn, and DraftKings is not accepting any bets on or against UConn. Uh, yeah, because you're in Connecticut. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I can't bet. Be- oh, nope. Nope. I thought it's because UConn is so wretched they wouldn't <laughs> even touch it. Do you know they have the smallest roster in college football? I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Jim Bora Jr. is trying to like do this whole culture change there. He's doing all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, all right, come on. I'm sorry. Right. I got to distract. Right, okay. You got two right. strikes in one game. One game. <sighs> Ugh. Panthers, Giants, absolutely not. Um, the elimination go. method works for you, so I like where you're going with this. Let's go. Buccaneers, Saints, even though I don't feel good about it. 44. <sighs> that is strike two. 44 and that's only a that's saints plus two and a half i think i like the bucks in that game just saying all right so you know when you get two strikes you only have one left you get a clue and your clue is the number you're shooting for is 51 and a half so you're shooting for one that's relatively close okay um after last week Bengals cowboys i don't think so uh, man i really don't like any of that um all right, I'm just going to kind of throw a dart because I really don't have any confidence in any of these. Okay. So because there's a new receiver, let's go Cardinals Raiders. That's correct. Hey. 51 and a half <laughs> Cardinals Raiders. I mean, the Cardinals got smoked by the Chiefs. They but did. the Raiders are real. And the Raiders looked solid. The problem with the Raiders was, and I heard somebody say, I thought this the other day when I was kind of just looking at the numbers and everything. It was like, it looks like they tried to force the ball to Adams too much. And uh, I heard some commentator on Sirius say the exact same thing. I think it was yesterday. So I was like, okay, I'm not the only one who f- who felt like they saw that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, he was gonna probably gonna just excited to out. play with his friend. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, they played together at Fresno. I mean, Do you know they're seriously. like really good? They're like best friends like in the offseason. I, I'm like, not they, surprised. Like, play basketball together, which I didn't know they were allowed to, but yeah, whatever. Well, you know, contracts are weird, man. I don't have to tell you. But yeah, okay, so there's your there's your answer. So Craig wins a second week in a row. Mm. He is six out of eight 
on picking the good matchups. So Chargers, Chiefs are things we're going to hopefully target. Cards, Raiders, we're going to target. And Vikings, Eagles, we're going to target. Onward and upward. Let's talk to the metric. So I just didn't even bother being polite today. I sat down <laughs> and I said to the metric, I'm like, you fucked up, Royal, homie. <laughs> Justin Fields. And he said, I didn't know there was going to be a monsoon. Let me see. Who else did, he, who else did we endorse last week that was really terrible? Um, really terrible? I, I don't know. Did I push? Did I push Fields? No, yeah, Fields was a possibility. Mitch Trubisky was all high on the list, and we're like, no, I'm not touching that. Yeah. <clears throat> Travis Etienne. Come yes. on, man. Seriously. Come on. Wide receiver. Wandale Robinson left with an injury. Rondale Moore didn't even play. He was <laughs> one of the names we tossed out there. Now, again, he wasn't inactive when we said it. Just saying. Tight end. You told me to use Cole Komet. Bro. Come on. <laughs> so I said, dude, you fucked up. You got to come. You got to come legit this week. And he said, don't worry. I got you. I said, all right, talk to me about quarterbacks. He goes, well, you know, there's like 12 of them I think are going to get the value. And I'm like, yes. And he said, but there's one I really, really like. And he's not super expensive but he's going to be a top five quarterback this week. And I said, give me a name. And he said, Derek Carr. And I, for the first time, and I don't know how long, the metric spit back a name. And I went, I can see it. Like instantly. Like I didn't yeah. think about it. That Cardinal game we think is going to be a shootout. Derek Carr is 6,200. Is he cheap? No. Is he going up against a team that he can exploit and has the possibility and wants to? Yes. Yes. I, well, you don't want to spend 6200 Baker Mayfield's $5,300. Wait a minute. Baker sucked. Yeah, but he's playing in New York. Does it matter which team it is? <laughs> he's going to New York. He's going to play against the Giants this week. He's $5,300. he will get to value. You want a sure thing? I got Patrick Mahomes. 8 k I've got him for 28 points. All three of those guys should reach 3.5x according to the metric, and Carr could reach 4 so I am going to be rolling heavy with Derek Carr. Now, the fifth name down on the list is Justin Fields, and I ignored it. I stopped reading after the first three names. <laughs> so I'm, I'm rolling heavy. Now, again, remember, folks, today is Wednesday, the 14th of September in the year 2022. <laughs> I don't want hate mail a year and a half from now when you said to me, you were Derek Carr and he retired. No, this is 2022. This is This is on a Wednesday night. I think I'm rolling with Derek Carr. And I'm sure now it's going to like somehow pour in an indoor stadium now in Arizona. <laughs> it very well may. Oh, wait, they're in Vegas. They're, they're in Vegas. Vegas. That's indoor pour, too. It's going to pour in Vegas. It's going to pour well, it inside. Did, yeah. <laughs> in Vegas. Who do you like this week at quarterback, Greg? Uh, this week, I do agree with Derek Carr. I think he has a great opportunity to have a really good game against, uh, against Arizona. Um, you know, like... Another pick, like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, and I know it's going to be really weird to say, but because of who I would want to pair him up with that receiver, mm. Carson Wentz is playing Detroit, and he's $5,800. And I really yeah. like his receivers this week, so... I have him at 7th in the metric, but he's st I still think he gets over 3. He's 5800 guys. He needs 18 points to get to, to value, and I think he could break 20. The only reason he wouldn't do well against Detroit is that Detroit fails to keep up. DeAndre Swift is already banged up. They didn't look that good on offense. Jared Goff looked like Jared Goff. Yep. So 
I mean, that would be where Wentz's numbers went down. Wentz's numbers will go down. But do we really think Washington's going to go up like 24-3? And all of a sudden, Wentz is going to be like handoff all the time? I don't I don't think Washington's good enough to get up big. So the other guy I like too, and I did, which I got to mention Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to Dallas. He's angry. He didn't get to have a cigar after the game. Um, you know, daddy said you only get cigars, cigars are for winners and you didn't get, you didn't win. So you don't get a cigar. I think he's going to be stinging after that last one. I think he's going to come out a little fired up. I think Dallas is wounded and I think there is nothing funnier than an Owen two Dallas team. Um, I know cowboy yeah. fans. I'm sorry. <laughs> Craig, this is their year. <laughs> yeah. The, the only, the, the, I, I go back to that meme. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year, but only if they buy tickets. Um, <laughs> Did, were you the one who sent us the picture of famous famous Owens? Uh, yes. Craig sent us a picture today of the of famous Owens, like Terrell Owens, Owen Wilson, Owen Hart, and Owen won Cowboys. <laughs> and I immediately responded, two of these guys are dead, one of them's retired, and the other one's <laughs> Owen Wilson. Because obviously retired would be Terrell Owens and then Owen Wilson, which means that, you know, Owen Hart, God rest his soul, and the Dallas Cowboys are dead. And that's how I felt about it. And I, Craig and, and Sean immediately responded with laugh laugh emojis because I'm like, all right, they, they get the joke. So so I think yeah. Joe Burrow's an interesting play, too. He's just not he, – at 6,600, I'd rather start Carr. No, that makes sense. And, the um, you know, Dallas is banged up, so I don't even know who their backup is. Their safety is is out for the season, I think. And the oh, offense, that... the curse, dude. It's yeah. I, I I'll look it up. I remember I was here. I heard his name earlier today, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot that guy was even there. Yep. I I forgot he was even there. Cooper Rush. There we go. Curse is the same. Cooper Rush. So, yep. I was like, it sounds like it sounded like it sounded like a, a cowboy name. It does. It sounded like it sounded like you know if you're making a cowboy movie, it would be a name that could be in a cowboy movie. And yeah, Cooper Rush is 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 the guy who's. who's oh my get God, the start. Jeremy Sprinkle is a cowboy. Did you know that? I didn't know Jeremy Sprinkle was still in the league. He is. He's he's on the Cowboys apparently, but he's out. But <laughs> oh, shocking! All right, so moving on to running back. I said, all right, dude, you got to a good start. Give me a name. It's like I got one value pick for you, and I said, all right, who you got? It said Javante Williams, and I was like, I can see it. Javante Williams is sixty five hundred. That makes him cheaper than Nick Chubb. That makes him cheaper than Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, who's hurt. Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette. He's cheaper than Leonard Fournette. He's cheaper than James Conner. Javante Williams is 6,500. I, I know he didn't look great against, um, against God, who did they play? Se uh, Seattle. I know he didn't look great against Seattle, but I think he's way better and I think we're going to see Melvin Gordon share the offense slowly start to diminish. Especially after that fumble. The, yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. Oh, my God. That was brutal. And the worst part was I had a, a parlay. I had a, a single game parlay. I needed a touchdown by Jerry Judy, 65 yards by Jerry Judy, and then 65 yards by Javante Williams. Well, then Jerry Judy catches like a 58-yard touchdown pass and then catches a ball in the second half. And I'm like, I'm done. All I need is Javante Williams. And I come back and I look at it. It's Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I'm like, why is Melvin Gordon the only one on this drive? And then he fumbles. And I'm like, I'm good. And then we never heard from him again. <laughs> and then we didn't hear Javante Williams' name again the rest of the night because they just started throwing the ball everywhere. 
And I was just like, okay. So I'm I'm big on the Javante Williams train this year. And the more and more I see him and the more and more I think about it, the more and more I like him. He's got really good explosive explosiveness off the line. He played against a decent Seattle front. Houston's front is not that good. I'm just going to say it. I don't think they're as good as, as what we saw in Seattle. So I'm going to be rolling with Javante because I think he is definitely going to get into the 3X um, the 3X number. What do you think? I, so for me, two people that stand out for me and one of these people are playing on Thursday, September 15th, uh, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yes. Uh, I think he's definitely looked more involved in the offense than he did you know, last season. And mm-hmm. right now, he's still under 6,000. He's nine, yeah, 5,900. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I uh, think I, I, I'm, not, I'm not high on him this week, but I think he can get to 15 points. I don't know that he's 3X, but he's, he, he has the potential to be really high. Yep. <clears throat> and another, another player I think is going to have a good week is a man named A.J. Dillon. Because, A, really? pa- the Packers are playing the Bears. And, B... As you know, Aaron Rodgers is not very happy with his rookie wide receivers, and I don't know if Alan Lazard is going to be back this week. So that means um, A.J. Dillon is going to get a lot of targets. At least I feel think so. You don't think they're going to turn in Aaron Jones? Not for passing. Aaron Jones isn't the passing back. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know who's really overpriced this week? And I know it's an opportunity thing, but it's Austin Eckler at AK. I can't. I can't. I love. I, I love Austin Eckler against the Chiefs. I. Well, I, I personally don't, <laughs> but I think it's a great matchup for him. But at 8K, I just can't That's touch it. <clears throat> That's pricey. When Joe Mixon's sitting out there at 7,200. And granted, Mix. I've got Mixon at 21 points right now, and that's probably a touch high. He's probably not coming in that high, but I, I just can't. I can't touch him. If I'm looking at that game and I see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire staring at me at 5,900 and I see Austin Eckler at 8K and I know that they're probably within four or five points of each other by the end of the night, at least that's how I have them projected, yep. I'm saving twenty. I'm saving two grand. I love the combo of Javante Williams and, and, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire next, this week. I think that's genius. I, and, you know, if I use Derek Carr in there, all of a sudden I get a ton of money because here we go on to wide receivers and the um, – the metric says to me, well, you're not going to be happy with me here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, what do you got? He goes, there's there's value here, but you're going to have to pay up for it. The top two names on the metric this week are Devontae Adams at 8,600. Because, again, Adams was targeted like crazy. He's had time to get settled in. The metric thinks he's going to do well. I'm going to avoid him. But the number two name on the list is 9,900, and I'll probably touch him, and that's Cooper Cup. If I can save money elsewhere, Cooper Cup should, in theory, out absolutely light Atlanta on fire. Now, there's the other part of me that says you go contrarian. You don't touch Adams. You don't touch Cup. And you go with the guy that Craig said if you want to go big big name, and that's Justin Jefferson at 9,100. I might go that route and then try to save some money on some smaller guys that I think will bounce back this way this week. Um... I'm looking down my list a little bit because I'm looking for some value names right now. Michael Pittman's only 6,700 against Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean he's more expensive than last week already, but yeah, yeah. I mean I I also I, I'm looking at Sky Moore. He's probably going to get nine points, but he's under 4K. I'll probably go really cheap with high upside guys, 
and and try to use one of the big three. I think Adam Kaplan called them the Holy Three <laughs> um, a week or so ago, that the Adams Cup Jefferson trio. I'll probably go pretty high on, on one of them, but I don't know which one I'll, I'll probably choose. Who, who do you like this week? Help me out with some info. Uh, so me, yeah, for me, this week, since I do like Carson Wentz this week, I am looking at um, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, which is he actually on our list? I didn't see where. Dotson's only 4,200. Dotson is I... only 4,200. Is McLaurin on here? I didn't see him. Oh, he's got to be somewhere. Yeah, because I, I, I listed everybody. I'm sure you did. I just didn't see him. But anyway. I don't know how far down um, he is. I'll keep, so you keep talking. I'll school. Um, so I do like Washington's receivers this week. The other person I like this week, again, because of the price, is DJ Moore against the Giants. He's 5,700. Um, and one thing I want to say about Robbie Anderson, fantasy-wise, uh, I've been following him since he was a Jet. Games like last week happen randomly. Mm-hmm. It's not like the norm. Um, so I think they're going to, I think the Panthers as a whole are going to kind of go back to DJ Moore on a like more consistent yeah. basis. Is Rob Anderson going to have other random, other big games? Yes. But I think overall, week to week, it's probably going to be DJ Moore again since he is technically the number one receiver. I agree. I found Terry McLaurin. He's the 50th value receiver. Well, he's 6,600, and I've got him tagged for 13 points. That's why. He's barely at 2X. I do like, um, what's the other guy you said? Dotson. Yeah, I like Dotson better because he's only 4,200, and I think he's going to score a similar amount of points. I I really think that this week it's going to be about establishing value at quarterback and running back when you can. I mean, like, I, I, I used Javante Williams as, and, you know, but the next name I, I didn't even mention was Nick Chubb, but he's 7K. Clyde Edwards, like, I wouldn't mind using Williams and Hilaire so that I can pay up at wideout because I just think that the value at wideout is going to be in the bigger names this week. I mean, four of the top five value picks are guys in the top 10, and that's not normal for us. Right. That's not normal. When we rank on value, normally if we get one stud receiver in the top four or five, it's it's pretty impressive. But we've got Adams, Cup, Jefferson, and Marquise Brown all in the top five value plays this week, which just says to me we think there's going to be a lot of offense in the air. Um, and don't forget, Brown is in the same game as Adams. That's in the Vegas-Arizona game. So that smells like shootout all of a sudden, even more so than I thought before. So I'm starting to come around on that. Yep. <clears throat> exactly. All right. Tight ends. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I said to the metric, listen. And the metric said, Travis Kelsey next. And I went, no, 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 no. It's not that simple. And I went, yes, it is. To quote the guru, the tight ends are skank squad this week. Like, there is no one you can trust in the tight end rankings right now other than Travis Kelsey. And I don't even know if I trust Kelsey all that much. He's got a really good history against the Chargers, but the Chargers know him well. In terms of value, there really isn't much out there. It's him or it's a it's a it's a shot in the dark on Brevin Jordan. And that's only if Brevin Jordan gets in the end zone. If Brevin Jordan gets in the end zone, you have value. Yeah, if he does not get in the end play. zone, <laughs> yes. But if he doesn't get in the end zone, then you just might as well have wasted your money on Cole Komet like I did last week. Or how so, I did when Dawson. All I needed was Dawson Knox to score a touchdown to win a a five. Oh my leg, god! To win Me a five too. leg parlay, 
everything else hit except Dawson Knox getting a touchdown. Oh my god! I, I don't sad. know if I was a. I think I just put Dawson Knox anytime touchdown score because it was like plus four hundred. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's gonna happen, right? Buffalo and Buffalo's throwing a ball all over the place. I felt more and more comfortable as that game went on. I'm like, this is gonna happen. Yep. It just never happened. No sad <laughs> i mean and dawson knox i we i i have him down this week i have him at only eight points and he's 3800 that's the yep. problem is that nobody nobody's down price dallas goddard i think he's gonna score 12 points but he's 4600 if i'm gonna spend 4600 dollars for a possibility of 12 points i might as well spend the 7500 and get my travis kelsey on so that's the one i'm really reaching for is travis kelsey i think he could i think his floor this week his floor is 15 and that's 2x that's his floor i think his ceiling could be twice that it could be upwards of 30 and now you're talking 4x um but i I'm again that's that's just my take on it if you're looking for value picks this week you're looking like i want to stay under 4,000. i love irv smith jr because mm-hmm. minnesota is gonna philly is gonna try and shut down the wideouts and irv smith jr becomes or, the Vikings have done this before. They did this last year a couple times with Irv Smith Jr. They try to shut down my wideouts. I'll drop. I'll dump off two or three passes to Irv Smith Jr. And all of a sudden, someone's got to stay up because you don't want to get burned for nine yards a clip on Irv Smith Jr. And then all of a sudden, it opens up the passing game. So is Irv Smith Jr. going to score twenty points? No, it's not going to be a primary target. But he's got enough that he could get to ten points. And at thirty-four hundred, that's all I need. So I am probably going to spend up for Kelsey myself. Who do you like at tight end? Uh, this week is, is rough. I think for me this week, I want to probably spend as little as possible on tight end. Um, that's the opposite option. That opposite of what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to spend up at Kelsey cause he's the only one I can rely on. <laughs> Craig's like, screw it. I'm just going to spend like um, two grand on somebody. Yeah. So honestly, I think after watching the Broncos game and watching Geno Smith and remembering that Will Disley plays, He's yeah. only $2,800. He's playing San Francisco, who, I mean, their defense is okay, but I don't have faith in San Francisco um, at all. Mm-hmm. He's 2800 You know, he had three receptions for, I think it was like 48 yards and a touchdown last week. So there's that. Like, I'm not going to spend up and spend, like, I don't, um, that's, like, Dallas Goddard is 4600 I don't, I can't do that this week. With receivers being as high as they are this week, I can't do that. Yeah. I think I think the, the the base cost in tight end and DraftKings system is twenty five hundred. I think you can't go lower than twenty five hundred this week. But there's some guys out there who I don't think will be big, but could. Isaiah likely is a possibility. Am it's I calling likely. it? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's not likely, but it's possible. <laughs> Brevin Jordan again. Is it likely? No, but it's possible. I want to save money. Okay, Jawan Johnson in New Orleans. That guy goes for five points, and you've got value. You've got two. You've got two X. He goes for eight points. So to Craig's point, if you think there's a guy who's definitely going to score a touchdown and he's under three K, go get him. Yeah, I see you highlighted a name. Oh, I was looking at. Uh, yeah, I, I stopped clicking on Evan Ingram. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. So moving on to defenses. Draft one. There is yes. one that the um, the metric really likes, and believe it or not, it is super freaking cheap. This is a no-brainer for me this week. I'm playing the Cincinnati Bengals up and down the street. They're 2,200. When these numbers were posted, I think like Sunday morning, Dak was healthy. <laughs> now, <laughs> was he's now he's not. Now he's not. 
now he's i'm pretty sure they post these like a week in advance to try and generate advanced betting and if they didn't and they didn't put him at twenty two hundred dollars even after Dak was out listen twenty two hundred dollars is the same price as the new york jets Yes. You tell me the Bengals defense against a backup quarterback in Dallas is not going to be better. Th- I mean, there's virtually nobody cheaper than that. Uh, the Falcons at 2,100, but they're playing at the Rams. I would not touch that game yeah, the, if you paid me. And the Titans are playing Buffalo. They're 2,200. The Texans at Denver are 2,100. Wouldn't touch it. 22. Other uh, Jets are 22. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm loving me some Bengals action this week. I think I'm probably going to use them across the board. Um, at twenty two hundred, they just need six and six six points uh, six point six points. They get the seven points and they're in value. What? And it's a defense. You're yeah. not looking to win. You're not <laughs> winning or losing a cash pool on your defense. God, I hope you're not. But you're probably not. You're just looking to put something out there that's going to make sure you don't lose your pool because you use somebody you wasted money. $2,200 is just, if you're, if you're like Craig and I, and you're looking at, at tight end and wide receiver, and you're saying to yourself, I'm going to have to spend on one of these two categories this week. I need to save money elsewhere. This is an easy place to save, you know, between five and $800 in salary. Easy. Oh yeah, totally. What do you got? The same thing with the Bengals. And again, like we mentioned before, the Bengals defense, like, okay. And I'm sorry, Sean. Mitch Trubisky did not beat the Bengals. So I don't want people to think that it was the Bengals defense that lost them that game. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for that price of 2200 with a backup quarterback, like they're down on receivers. There's an offensive lineman that's hurt. Like the Bengals defense has an opportunity to have a gigantic game this week. Mm-hmm. So at two at 2200 I think they're a really, a really easy choice. Um, you know, if you're looking at other ones, ah, man, it's kind of hard. Like I would not touch the Eagles defense against Minnesota, even though they're 2,500, yeah. the saints, maybe only because they weirdly have a good record against Tampa Bay. It's one of those divisional things. So maybe the Saints. But are you willing to spend $200 more for it? Uh, no, because I need to spend all my money on receivers. So, and that's yeah. I mean, Craig is Craig is Craig is trying to give you contrarian kind of like other way of looking at it. I'm looking. It's it's like going into a store and you find a sale item, and the person next to you goes, "Yeah, but the next brand up is only an extra three dollars." And you're like, "Yeah, but that's three dollars I can spend somewhere else." Right. You know. I mean, that's. I, I kind of. It becomes quality. When quality and quantity overlap, it's a no-brainer. And the Bengals' defense is not bad. The Bengals' defense is, is is reasonably solid, in my opinion. And it the price is right. You know, I mean, nobody orders a ribeye for twenty bucks if the filet mignon's on sale for fifteen. <laughs> That's. Like, nobody does that. There's a reason why the filet mignon is more expensive, and it's because there's a higher demand for it. The Bengals are going to be in super high usage. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to put them in about, I'm going to put their ownership rate at probably about 70% across all pools. Well, yeah, I, with with that price and what's going on with Dallas, I can definitely see that. I, I'm that gonna, and that me. might even be conservative. I have seen situations where I've seen that? defenses... <laughs> What's that? Can we bet on that? <laughs> Can we bet on, on the usage? I, yeah. I don't think they're there yet, but damn it. 
So, so my approach and Craig's approach are going to be a little bit different. I am going to look for value, strong value at quarterback and running back and defense so that I can pay up at wide receiver and tight end. Craig is going to be saving money at tight end so he can spend up at wide receiver in the other positions. At least that's how I understood it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And believe it or not, we are out of time. Sad. It goes by so fast. It does. I mean, during the off season, we sit here and be like, how the hell are we filling a goddamn hour? <laughs> just you watch any good movies this week? And and now all of a sudden the season begins and we are just pressed for time. So Craig, let's go to your week two final thought. What do you got for me, buddy? Final thought is, as we mention this every year, more than likely, because I really haven't gone back and listened. A lot of overreactions happen on week one. Yes. Oh, my God. A lot, ton. It happens every year, so it's okay. But just calm down a little bit. Like, it's week one, so I'll give you I'll give you an example. Because I know someone that's a Packers fan, and she was very not happy with the way the Packers played. And I was not happy with the Bengals played uh, this, you know, this past Sunday. And I was like, it's week one. And like, if you look at it last year, the Bengals barely beat the Vikings in overtime last year, week one. Mm-hmm. And the uh, uh, Packers, they got destroyed by, I think, the Saints, like 38 to like seven. And then the Packers went on to win seven games in a row. So to slow down with your week one, um, you know, week one observations. <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with that. I, I think I'm going to take that to a fantasy point of view which is just don't overreact with your rosters. Cole Komet had a terrible game last week. There is no universe in which you should consider dropping Cole Komet to pick up Taysom Hill. (laughs) I'm not saying you shouldn't pick up Taysom Hill. I'm not saying you shouldn't drop Cole Komet. I'm saying that's a complete overreaction to pick up Taysom Hill for Cole Komet. I picked up Taysom Hill in one league. One. My work league. You know why? Because that entire group of guys loves to overreact. And there's no waiver wire. It's a first come, first serve. So when I watched Red Zone and watched Taysom Hill catch that touchdown, I immediately grabbed my phone and picked him up and put him in an empty roster spot. Because I knew an offer was going to come in for him. And guess what was waiting for me today when I opened the app? What happened? (laughs) A terrible offer for Taysom Hill. (laughs) And I, I turned it down. And be, I can't even remember who it was. It was something brutally bad. Like, I'm like, even I wouldn't accept this. But I knew the overreact was going to be there. So don't, don't, I'm with Craig on this. Don't overreact to your team's real life performance. Don't overreact to your team's fantasy performance. This is a marathon, folks. The time to panic is not at 0 and 1. The exactly. time to panic is not when Cole Komet doesn't show up in week one. Don't, it, there's there's a streamer I love, and she says all the time when she has doubts, trust the process. Trust the process. And that's what you have to do. Trust your process. I'm just going to add on one little quick thing to the overreaction thing, because that was kind of where I was going with my final thought, too. I'm hearing a lot of lineup questions on Sundays that are, like, so overthinking, it made me want to vomit. <laughs> wow. Like I'm trying to think of an example. Like Damn. there was a guy, there was a guy, one guy who called in. Oh, what was it? There was a was a start sit question. Oh my god, why am I drawing a blank now? I don't know. It was somebody. One of the running backs. One of the uh, running backs was going to be. Oh, um, this is what it was. Somebody called in 
and said, should he bench Nick Chubb for David Montgomery? Because it was raining in, 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 in Chicago and they were going to have to lean on the running game. And the guy answering the call just very calmly said, what round did you draft Nick Chubb in? And he said, like, second or third. Okay. And he said, what round did you draft David Montgomery in? And the guy was like, 10th or 11th. And he was like, why would you start? Why would you not start your stud? Well, you know, it's raining. And he goes, and don't overthink your studs. Devontae Adams didn't have a great first week. You do not consider benching Devontae Adams this week. You don't do it. You drafted him where you drafted him for a reason. Don't screw that up. You're okay. You're okay. You know what else would be okay? If you left us a review. Whatever podcast directory you found us on, go to it and leave us a review. It really, really helps us a great deal. And hey, if you've left us a review in the past, you can always update it. Our friend Dr. Skinny did that because he likes some advice. He's got, I, I got to reach out to him. You know, I'm going to wait till like week three. Dr. Skinny, I know you're listening. Around week three or week four, I want to know how that team is doing. I want to hear, I want updates throughout the season. But in the meantime, you can leave us a review. It would be a great help to us. If you have questions, you have comments, you have feedback, you want to tell us how much you love us, you want to tell us how much we suck, you can reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are uh, FignutsDFS at gmail.com if you do email. And we're also on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. What am I forgetting? I'm forgetting Hi Deb. Hi Deb. Uh, so, yeah. This is, by the way, Craig. This is your your casual reminder that I am yeah. gonna miss a week. Yes. Um, Vacation. What is this? This is week two yeah. coming up. Yeah. Two, three, four. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna miss weeks five and six. Sad. I'm gonna miss. I'll be here to record for week five, but I won't be here for the games. And you'll need somebody to record week six with you. Okay. Because I'm going on vacation. A knock on wood. The last time I said that, I, I we yeah, had don't COVID say in the family. Yeah, I should just, I should just, I should just call you from the plane. Um, use one of those expensive phones. It's like fourteen dollars a minute. So, but uh, thank you, Craig. As always, fantastic job. No, thank you. It's always fun. And I look forward to speaking with you all next week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig, and we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.